Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Bench with Carter Eckel. This is episode 80. I'm your host, Carter E., joined as always by my producer, Jeff Mulvihill Jr. of InstaImage.com. Jeff, we are on location today in uh, the office of Carson High Athletic Director Blair Roman, who who joins the program today. Uh, Blair, thanks for coming on. How, how are you doing now that uh, school's officially out? Well, it's been another school year in the books, and uh, we are looking forward to another year next year. Awesome, awesome. Before we get any further, I would like to thank today's sponsor, that is Played Against Sports. You can find them in the Topsy Lane Shopping Center, your best place to go for new and gently used sporting equipment needs. You can also find them online at www.playedagainstsports.com. Uh, the main reason we stopped by to, to visit Blair here today is to talk about the uh, inaugural first class for the Carson High uh, Basketball Hall of Fame, which will be coming uh, this winter uh, yes. to Carson High. Blair, you kind of alluded to it a little bit, saying it was a little long overdue. I guess my first question is how how long has this been in the in the thought process? How long have you been considering or wanting to wanting to establish a, a Carson High Basketball Hall of Fame? It's been in the back of my mind that this was something that I think was something that was needed to recognize some of the great basketball players in our school's history since I've been AD for the last seven years, actually. And it kind of came to fruition and got momentum. But, you know, really, after Christmas, Coach Pete Padgett contacted me. He he really was instrumental in kind of spearheading the idea, um, helping me kind of bring it bring it about and 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 it was really a team effort with several different people it certainly wasn't all my idea by any means so I'm not going to sit here and take credit for the, you know the creation of it nor the process in which it all happened I, I certainly contributed but a lot of credit should go to uh, the efforts of coach Paget, coach Alana Williams and others who uh and the support of our administration here, quite frankly, with Bob Chambers, our outgoing principal, and our athletic administrator and vice principal here, Cody Farnworth, were all big parts of this. So, at any rate, it, you know, it's uh, obviously our high school has a rich tradition historically to begin with, athletically, a very long, you know, tradition as well in, in history. From a basketball standpoint, our, our basketball program on uh, the girls and the boys side really has, you know, quite a historical context in the state of Nevada and the boys side going really all the way back to the 1930s when you take a look at the banners in our gym. And then when you look at the girls side and what Atlanta Williams accomplished as the head basketball coach, it, it's incredible what she was able to do. She's, and rightfully so, recognized one of the top basketball coaches in Nevada State history. So <clears throat> with that said, one of the ways we've gone about Hall of Fames in our athletic department is we've really we've really left it up to each sport to establish establish them sport by sport. Both Douglas High School and Carson High School have kind of followed that model. I think I think it's appropriate for our schools because of the, of the age of them. Some schools have followed different models and will establish a sports hall of fame where you include um, athletes from multiple sports into one hall of fame. There's really no right or wrong way to do that. And so <clears throat> we've really focused it, you know, sport by sport. There's other sports at our school that still need to probably jump on board with that and, 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 and need that spearheaded in some fashion. You know, the long tradition and history of our baseball program and the major league players that have, have come out of this school. 
it, it's it's well documented in terms of of what they've accomplished and and uh, that kind of thing and and the 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 football hall of fame that we've had the wrestling hall of fame that we have you know it's 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 been pretty successful so with that said um we felt it was a natural progression to bring about this basketball hall of fame and that's that's how we went about it uh yeah i mean you you got into some logistics there so i guess i'll, I'll turn into the the class itself uh nine inductees in the, in the first class i guess you know, logistics-wise, I know you, you talked about a lot of the, the other coaches that, that were involved. I guess I'm curious how you guys came up with, with the nine athletes that, that you did. Yeah. So we, we're following a, a committee format for selection to this Hall of Fame, uh, and, and, and the committee is made up of several members with a connection to Carson Basketball. You know, on our committee, it's, a, it's an on, anonymous committee. We, we really are not going to release our committee's, committee's names publicly. We feel that it's not appropriate to do that and, and helps insulate them from controversy, to be honest with yeah. you. But at the same token, um, we want a fair process, and we want a process where the public, in, you know, not only can the committee nominate uh, future inductees, but and the first class for that matter, but also the committee can um, consider those that the general public wants to nominate. And so the nomination process includes the ability for anybody in our community to contact our athletic department, submit a name to the athletic director or to the athletic department um, for consideration, and, and, and we'll go from there. So it's really kind of a two-part two process that we're, we're looking at there. Uh, when you get into, into October, uh, I guess what's, what, do you guys have plans for, for what this uh, induction ceremony may, may look like already, or is that still kind of being pieced together? Yeah, it's a great question. We're really excited about that part. So uh, right now our, we, are, uh, we have planned an induction dinner at the governor's mansion um, seating is limited and tickets are available online on our website at carsonhigh.com in our athletics tab that can be purchased online. That's on October 14th at 6 p.m. And uh, we will be uh, inducting our first nine uh, inductees to, to the inaugural class 2023 on, on October 14th at that dinner. There are also plans in the works to also do a little bit further recognition at what, what we're going to call a Hall of Fame game during the season at some point, probably in January um, next season. Uh, do you think it'll be an annual induction moving forward after you do the first class? For right now, yes. Okay. That's that's the plan is doing an annual induction, especially when you start off a Hall of Fame. There's a lot of people who deserve recognition, and so it, the plan is annual, but um, as you move on, possibly it could turn into semi-annual, but it's annual at this point. Uh, I guess I'll run through the, the names here real quickly. Uh, Kirk Kinney, Mike uh, Longero, feel free to correct Lon me. If Longero. Longero, mm -hmm. Paul, Paul Gray, uh, Kathy Perdere, Craig Allison, uh, Barbara Morrow, Jamie Brown, Amy Kim, and Timmy Brown as well. Uh, Blair, I guess of of the nine, you know, I'll, I'll kind of leave it as an open ended question to you. Mm -hmm. Kind of, you know, what what you're able to say about any any of the the members and what you may recall or the stories you've heard or what you you've seen yourself from, uh, you know, video or whatever of their their time playing basketball at Carson High. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a tough one, but. Um 
You know, I, I appreciate the question, and I don't want to, you know, leave anybody out on that list because they're all tremendous athletes in their own right and tremendous people for that matter and, and been incredibly successful post-basketball as well, every one of them. I'll start with Mike Langero. Honestly, <laughs> he's incredibly humble, and he would probably be embarrassed by me saying this in his presence, but the guy's a legend. Um, he was an educator and teacher here at Carson High School and at Dayton High School. He retired from Carson several years ago and, and coached here. He coached at Dayton, played at the University of Nevada. He was uh, the, one of the key central people on the 1975 state championship team. Just a tremendous individual in person and was a big mentor to me here, taught here, and, and was just, just a tremendous person. But. Um, you know, Mike Longero and Carson basketball, at least on the boys' side of things, it's he's a pretty legendary figure for sure. <clears throat> also on the boys' side, Paul Gray was a junior when Mike was a senior on that team. Paul was <laughs> legendary in his own right. He, he went on to an incredible coaching career here in northern Nevada at Reed High School. The gymnasium at, at Reed is named after him. When I, you know, he had a tremendous education and coaching career at, at Reed, and in his own right, had had a huge impact on on uh, Northern Nevada basketball. Uh, Kurt Kenny is also a former educator here from from Carson City after his his uh, post basketball career, and also was an incredible athlete here at Carson High and great basketball player and is in great pick from the early days I suppose or kind of the from the 1960s of of our class there so at any rate another good pick and then and Craig Allison was from the early 80s and is probably arguably regarded as the greatest basketball player that probably ever came out of this high school played at University of New Mexico after high school had a great career there and was a tremendous, tremendous player. So on the girls' side of things, <laughs> there is a long, long list of players who were tremendous players for Coach Williams and even after Coach Williams retired as from the coach, as a coach at Carson. Her picks, honestly, were very difficult, and I think her, her, um, her, her look at uh, submitting those names to the committee that were picked were were difficult for her in terms of, of submitting those and, and, and the ones that were picked were really very thought out and I give her a lot of credit for submitting the names that she did and and the late and and the women who were picked were tremendous players and all parts of state championship teams that hung banners at Carson High School. <clears throat> Yeah, a lot of a lot of state titles coming through here. If I'm not mistaken, uh, Mike Longero was part of the last boys state title in 1975. I believe the most recent, at least in, in the Carson High yeah. uh, sphere. Um, you you kind of alluded to it there a little bit with uh, you know some of the, how tough some of those those picks are. I guess how how difficult is it to get get back prior to 1960 with some of the these names? Given how much how much ground you're trying to cover, how much time I guess for. Uh, obviously, you know you got to start somewhere, right? You can't induct everybody at once. But yeah. uh, just how difficult was it to, to to decide? All right, this is as early as we can get right now, and then you know we'll go from there. It presents a challenge. We just uh, the committee discussed that at length, and that's one of the reasons we opened up to nominations from the public. I think that's helpful in the process, and and will aid that process as we move forward. It's a great question. Um, yeah, you know, I guess. 
I'm curious. Is there anything anything else that, uh, as far as this goes, that you're you're most excited for that you think would, is has been the um, the best part of this process? Obviously, I know the induction's not till October, but to to get to this point, I guess I'm curious what what it's felt like on on your guys' end to be able to uh, to accomplish this or at least get this in in the works. Hearing back from a few of these uh, people, like Barbara Morrow and Kathy Bradier and a couple of the others, um, has been neat. You know, it, it, Timmy Brown also. Um, I, you know, it's amazing to, to see the success that um, these athletes went on, to, went on to in their careers after, you know, after their basketball careers are over. I mean, you know, Timmy and Jamie Brown both played Pac-12 basketball after, after high school at, at um, UCLA and Arizona State. <laughs> or, sorry, University of Arizona. I shouldn't say that. She'd be upset with me. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, it, just incredible athletes and, um, and basketball players and people, um, every one of them, all nine of them. Uh, you know, I didn't actually uh, prep prep you for this this question it's not too too off the rails here but uh this coming falls also will be the 100th anniversary of of carson douglas football uh, not the 100th game but the yeah. the 100th anniversary and i guess i'm just curious from your perspective given your ties to both schools what what that'll be like uh knowing that that game's coming and what do you do you think it'll add anything to the to the lead into that game uh especially given the the new division layout in in football in northern nevada well, that's a great question. I, you know, I, I don't think it necessarily adds a whole lot into it. The rivalry is is what it is, and I do think that the game is is has a, probably a little bit added importance just because I, I do think that the new format will more than likely be extremely competitive, and I would not be surprised if the game has a little bit more playoff implication this year. Perhaps it won't, but I wouldn't be surprised if it does, and that will be really neat for both schools. My own personal opinion on the reformatting of football for the 5A, I've told Donnie this, but I, I really feel like Donnie Nelson saved 5A football for 75% of the schools in the state of Nevada. Um, the Gormans of the world, the top 20% of the most competitive schools, they're going to be fine. They're going to have excellent teams year in and year out. It's that net 75 to 80% where I think the sport was really suffering, and it's going to make a huge impact for years to come. And I think it's going to, it, it, over time, really make a big impact at schools like Douglas and Carson and I, make the rivalry even better. Um, in terms of the, the 100th year, I think that's special. You know, just being on both sides of it, <laughs> there is nothing like it in the state, and um, it, it's just going to be a really neat game to see this year. <clears throat> I appreciate you being so candid about that because we did not discuss that before you came yeah. on, so I appreciate the, the openness there. I guess um, while, while I'm on the topic, one of the, the questions we had all discussed is uh, leading into this, this 100th uh, anniversary is, was there a moment where you – you can maybe trace it as the the best rivalry in the state, in your opinion. Is there is there a, a moment that it kind of you think it, it came to that, or has it always felt that way from from your your opinion in in the in the rivalry? Well, I think it is the rivalry because it's always felt that way for the communities. Um, there was definitely some long periods of time where maybe the game wasn't played, and that's why you don't have a hundred contests since since it started. But, you know, the rivalry between the communities from a sports perspective is, has never, you know, not been there. But in my, in my tenure and in my career, <laughs> 
I, I, I really think back to the 1997 game as really in my tenure as a huge, as a kind of a huge point, inflection point that you're kind of mentioning. If you really look that game up, it was a 35-31 Carson victory. It was probably one of the more one of the more better played games on both sides that I, I think I've ever seen in the entire series that I, I had been involved with. There was several Division One players on both sides in that game, actually. The talent level was pretty pretty high level, too. Both teams had had really good seasons. So credit to Coach Rippey, credit to the staff that I was on at the time with Coach Bateman and, and all those kids. It was quite a game. I guess, you know, we'll end here with, with one more question for you, Blair, and we'll, we'll let you get out of here. Okay. Um, I know this is one you kind of discussed right before we got on here, yeah. so a little bit of uh, podcast breaking news, if you will, but, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Blair, Blair uh, mentioned before we got on that uh, this is your finals, or this wrapping up this year will be your final year as the athletic director at Carson High, moving yeah. on to Eureka, uh, Nevada, <laughs> where you'll be be principal. I guess I'm, I'm curious what prompted that move and how I guess to you know again looking back on on your time at Carson High what what will kind of be your fondest uh, recollection of of your time here boy that's a thank you first of all um yes I wanted you two to know and let all my friends and and people in the community know that I will be moving on very very fortunate to 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 experience a career I've experienced here I could not be more humbled and fortunate to to do what I've done here. The the ability to move on to Eureka really kind of came down to writing a new chapter in my life, finishing out my education career in a in a new adventure and challenge and it definitely is going to be that as a principal uh, out there. It's an incredible community. It's a small high school but an incredible high school. Very excited about it. <clears throat> Anyone who knows my family on my mom's side, I have some Eastern Nevada roots, so I'm kind of excited to kind of, kind of re-experience those a little bit. So it, it it's going to be interesting, you know. It's it's uh, it's a new new chapter and, and a new challenge. So I appreciate you bringing that up again. Thank you. Yeah, well, I appreciate your your openness again to the, to discuss yeah. it, especially with the microphone in your face. Yeah, I, I know just want to thank the... everyone who's always supported me and everything. Awesome. Well, if uh, Jeff doesn't have any other questions here, I think we'll we'll wrap here for episode 80. Uh, that's going to do it for for this episode. Again, thanks to our main sponsor in Played Against Sports in the Topsy Lane Shopping Center. You can check them out online at playedagainstsports.com or find them in uh, that brick-and-mortar store as well, uh, your best place to go for new and gently used sporting equipment needs. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Take it easy.